Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Anthony Heron on 670 The Score. For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Looking forward to this evening. I got three hours with you solo and cannot wait. Getting all the topics we're going to cover here. As I mentioned, from the live live from the Hyundai Score Studios and on the listener line, the Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. If there's any breaking news, which who knows, man, maybe the Chicago Bears will hire an OC. While I'm on the show, who knows? Better listen in because if there's any breaking news on the score, it is brought to you by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We have an outstanding lineup of guests that Tyler Butabah has lined up for us this evening. Guests join us on the Score Hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. I've been making my, you know, kind of my regular round of football appearances on the score here as of late. But, of course, between, you know, Christmas and New Year's and travel and being out of town, kind of closing up my my game broadcast season, kind of my, my TV schedule finishing that up here in recent weeks. Been out of town a decent bit between the holidays and and uh, was in San Antonio last week, which, by the way, um, shout out to United Airlines. And I, I meant to do this when I was trying to make my way back from San Antonio because this past Sunday morning was the – of course, the final Bears game of the regular season, and I do Bears pregame, Fox kickoff Sunday uh, with Lou Canellis and Cassie Carlson over there at Fox 32. So I had the All-American Bowl on Saturday in San Antonio. So I spent most of the week there in San Antonio because we just it's a, it's a big production. It's the top high school football players in the country. or They, they all descend upon San Antonio and – of course, I don't cover high school football throughout the year, so we spend a number of days. And NBC is 
is very big on production meetings. They, they love to meet and talk and plan and rehearse and all these other things, which is fine. It's cool. It, it's certainly useful and helpful. But, you know, we're there days in advance for some of these things. There's pre-production elements that we kind of have ready for the show and all these things. And, you know, to get ready for Saturday is one thing. But then the just kind of moving forward and being able to continue watching the development of players like C.J. Stroud was in this game a few years back. And then, of course, he goes on to Ohio State and has his fabulous career. Trevor Lawrence in the game. Feels like yesterday I'm on the field chasing Trevor Lawrence around with some on-field demo segments that I taped with him or with Tua Tonga-Vailoa prior to that. Guys like Eric Armstead, Dexter Lawrence. Great play. Jalen Johnson, Bears stud, who's about to get that bag, whether that is the franchise tag or I, I presume, and Ryan Poles alluded to that, at the Bears press conference that, you know, he would get something figured out and he and Jalen would get on the same page. I think at one point he just definitively said, Jalen's not going anywhere, which I'm sure warmed the hearts, uh, warmed the cockles of, of Bears fans, to, to use the phrase Jim Harbaugh's been loving using as of late. We'll get into some of that uh, with Jim Harbaugh, Michigan football, and the NFL potential there. We'll get into that at some point a little bit later in the show. But there have been so many studs who've been on the field at the All-American Bowl in the now – I think it's now 12, 12 or 13. I think it's 12 years now that I've been calling that game for NBC. Derrick Henry, stud running back with the Titans. I mean, we've just had, you know, Odell Green Beckham. The list just truly goes on and on and on just in the time I've been calling the game, let alone going back even prior to my involvement with it with guys like Andrew Luck and Adrian Peterson. But that's beside the point. So I'm coming back from San Antonio on Saturday. On the way down there, I I had the – the, the fortune to be sitting next to Warren Sapp on the plane, and we had, uh, had, had some raucous conversation, as you might imagine can be the case when you're, when you're on a plane next to Warren Sapp. That's only in you know, 45, uh, roughly 45 minutes of a flight because I flew through Houston, and we were on the same flight from Houston to San Antonio and sitting next to Warren. It was a lively 45 minutes on the airplane. Um, but then coming back, there was a bunch of airplanes that got grounded on the way back, uh, just like around that same time, between Friday and Saturday, flights getting grounded, the whole Max 9 thing and 737s. Many of you probably heard about that. Frankly, I hadn't heard about it just because I was kind of in a, you know, just in my own little world. I was kind of on lockdown just trying to get ready for everything we had to prep for Saturday for the show. And, you know, over 100 high school football players, many of them I'd never heard of before the last few weeks in preparing for this this game with just this volume of information and it's a game I used to do that we used to have like a three you know what we term as a three-man booth with a play-by-play my guy Paul Burmeister and myself and there was usually an additional analyst there on the show as well we've gone to the traditional two-man booth and so as opposed to being really well versed on one of the teams usually the west coast team and then the other guy would kind of focus more on the east coast team now I kind of got the whole country all to myself so it's a big undertaking prepping for this show just to sound like an expert on all these guys, breaking down all their film and their recruiting storylines and everything else going into that game. So there's kind of this this exhale after it's over, somewhat of this feeling of accomplishment, like, all right, that's in the rearview mirror. That's the last TV game that I'm calling of the season. Every year I kind of finish my broadcast calendar for the football season with that one. Now it's time, like, all right, let me go finish my Bears duties on Sunday And then that brings everything to a close. So what I do is when I get to the San Antonio airport, I kind of have my little tradition, me, some of my other guys on the broadcast crew, if we have time before we kind of race to a flight, 
We'll all kind of cheer with one margarita in the airport, and then we'll go get on the airplane and fly home. I got from San Antonio to Houston. Had trouble getting out of Houston, so, you know, flights were getting delayed. Flights are getting canceled left and right, and the hours are just going by over and over again. I'm sure those of you on social media, you tend to see people, uh, frankly, people with much bigger social media followings than I have. And by the way, I'm on Twitter, X, and all that other stuff, uh, Instagram. I'm at Big Ann here. Feel free to give me a follow. Do not expect to be riveted by my tweets, but feel free to give me a follow on there. But um, you tend to see people, I'm sure, who have massive followings, who love to call out the airport when things are going horribly wrong, when things are awful with their airline of choice. They will take to social media and just let them hear it, man. And then I, I guess the idea is to sort of get their social media following in mass to attack the airport, to attack the airline on social media, I, I guess. Because I don't know, whoever's controlling the social media account with the airline, they're not going to be able to get your plane off the ground, a celebrity Twitter person. But I guess, you know, you go to social media and events, so that's what some people tend to do. All this to say, shout out to United. Thank you to, there was, there was a... There was a, uh, a lady by the name of Emily who, who was there working United in Houston. There was a man uh, by the name of James who was there working United in Houston and a number of other United employees. But there were two in particular who I was in closest of communications with as I was kind of bouncing from this flight to that. And this was getting canceled. That was getting delayed. Um, I kind of had that moment of trying to decide, should I let my, uh, you know, the personnel I work most closely with over there at Fox 32 should I let my, my producer over there know what was happening that I might miss the show Sunday morning? You know, Lou Canellas might be sitting there solo on, on the final Bears broadcast of the season if I'm just stuck down in Houston. Should I notify folks of that? I decided not to because United was, you know, being attentive and doing what they could as it felt like at times, just like, you know, the, the airport was going to crumble under the weight of all these very stressed out passengers. And the folks there on the scene, the United Airlines employees in Houston, they had very little control over it. They weren't the ones grounding the airplanes, but of course you got all these upset passengers kind of doing what people tend to do in airports, and traveling can be very, very stressful. I'm not here to tell you I never get stressed out with travel, but I do it a lot. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it just doesn't. But uh, I I meant to, I thought about tweeting it out, just kind of a, a social media Shout out and uh, some appreciations for United Airlines and especially specifically down there in, in Houston. And just because, you know, frankly, I don't tweet that often <laughs> by comparison to some folks. So I didn't get around to it. Uh, but th- that occurred to me in the moment here that just in traveling back home, it was difficult. But I got here. You may have seen me on Sunday morning leading into the final Bears game of the season, a game that I, I thought was fairly pivotal, not because it was, you know, there's been plenty of data points in the two seasons that Matt Eberflus has been the Bears head coach. There's been well, I've lost count of the amount of starts at this point that Justin Fields has had as Bears quarterback. Mid-30s, whatever the total number is. I can look that up in a commercial break here. Plenty of data points for Justin Fields as a starting Bears quarterback. So I didn't find the game Sunday – at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. I didn't think this was going to be a game that would sort of on its own determine the future 
of Justin Fields as the Bears quarterback that on its own would decide the future of Matt Eberflus as Bears coach. But I did find it to be a very significant data point, the, the potential to put sort of the, the period on the end of the sentence in a case that each individual was attempting to make to be a part of the Bears' future moving forward. And you could certainly throw Luke Getze into that mix as well. In the end, now at this point, we certainly know Bears yesterday decided that they were moving on from Luke Getze and the majority of the offensive staff. I was talking about it with Bernstein and Holmes and, and, and Leila Rahimi a bit yesterday, and also that Matt Eberflus ends up being retained. We're going to get into a lot of the, the press conference sound throughout the show tonight because there, there's a lot that you know, I was taking notes and listening back to and wanting to react to a bunch of what we heard from Ryan Poles, from Matt Eberflus, from Kevin Warren about the decisions that were made here and about the future of the Chicago Bears, especially this immediate future moving forward. And they spent a lot of time with the media, fielded a bunch of questions. And, you know, of course, Matt Eberflus throughout the season, media gets to talk to him on a weekly basis. Ryan Poles, the collected media, the, the broader media in the city, and perhaps even nationally at times, they pretty much just get to talk to Ryan Poles and something big is going on. And, I, you know, there's nothing odd about that. Frankly, Jerry Jones, as the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, talking multiple times every week. That's the outlier. Most GMs don't talk that frequently around the National Football League. So this is a chance, and whenever you know, Ryan Poles is, is sitting at the, at the table with others fielding questions, he tends to get more of the questions because you just don't get as many chances to talk to, to pepper the GM with questions, to hear from him on, on you know, substantive topics like this, like retaining the coach, like what the draft plans are going to be, and you know, the Bears, again, for the second year in a row, have the top pick in this upcoming NFL draft. So, uh, you know, to call it a consequential offseason, that's certainly be an understatement that's going to happen again. That, that is the case yet again this year. But that game in Green Bay, I did feel like the opportunity was there for Justin Fields, who I, I've tried to provide as much context throughout just like I did when Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback and I was covering it here in town and throughout now the three seasons that Justin Fields has been the quarterback for the Chicago Bears since the previous regime drafted him and brought him and brought him in I've tried to evaluate what he's done in in the best context that I can after covering his entire Ohio State career for the Big Ten Network and now covering his Bears career here in Chicago on television and radio and I, I did feel like because there's when you're evaluating a young quarterback, and especially, you know, not everyone will view this the same. Not all the stakeholders, not all the decision makers will sort of view the balance of these things with the same weight. But the tangible, the execution of the position, especially for a young football player, that matters greatly and will usually carry the most weight. But then also the amount of of patience the amount of, of deference that, that you would allow for, you know, the, the idea of context, of what position has this guy been placed in? Are we doing the best by him to get the most out of him? The intangible aspects of, of a quarterback will matter greatly in how much the decision makers, the stakeholders, how much they weight those other aspects of it. So tangibly, Justin Fields throughout his career, he has not been 
consistently productive as a passer. He spent the majority of his time with the Chicago Bears towards the bottom of the NFL in starting quarterbacks in his passing statistics. Try to give you that context of the reasons why that would be, what my evaluation was of him coming out of college, but also just what his offensive play call was going back to Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor in his rookie year, Luke Getze over the last couple of seasons, and the position that they have placed him in. Try to remind you as well that prospects like Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, there, there are certain guys, uh, Justin Herbert, certain guys who have immediate success as rookies in what would be viewed as difficult circumstances that are, on the whole, are outliers. And you see plenty of examples that we've discussed in great detail of guys who aren't exceptional as rookies who do develop season over season and can turn into great football players. Now, three years in, I think Justin Fields has turned into a quality NFL quarterback that will still have great potential to win a bunch of games in the NFL. But the Bears having the number one pick, it certainly leads me to believe that they are more likely than not to move on from Justin Fields. Now, understandably, Ryan Poles didn't take it to that space. He didn't go that far in sort of declaring that. Understandably so, because you, you don't want to diminish the, the value that Justin Fields would have in, in a trade. And I, I shouldn't even say the value Justin Fields will have in a trade. You don't want to diminish your trade position. You don't want to diminish the potential leverage you have in making a trade with another team. Because if another team feels like you're, you're willing to say publicly and definitively that you're moving on from Justin Fields, then that, that can diminish your negotiating leverage to whatever extent you know, is, is plausible there. But the other aspect of that that I, I do believe it's true the Bears aren't at the finish line with yet is their evaluation of these current rookie quarterbacks. And that's what, to me, I'm intrigued by. That, that I'm, I'm really interested in, in, you know, we won't know the full answer on this until we get to the point of, of knowing definitively the Bears' decision. Like I said, I think it's more likely than not that, I think it's pretty likely the Bears will move on from Justin Fields. And, I, and I'll, I'll even add this into it, folks. The, the idea of keeping Justin Fields and drafting a rookie quarterback, that was something I, earlier in the football season, I even kind of floated that as something like not to take off the table. In my opinion, the response that the locker room has had to Justin Fields, the response that Bears fans have begun having to Justin Fields, especially in that final home game, against the Atlanta Falcons, that makes that less likely, in my opinion. Probably much less likely because it's one thing if you have an embattled quarterback who is not sort of definitively the leader of the team, who the locker room is not so boisterously behind, and you keep him and draft a rookie, and then it's sort of this even playing field, and there's less potential to divide the locker room in that case, if you're doing that, and having a veteran as you draft a rookie, that's what happens more often in NFL circles is where you have the veteran QB. Now, maybe it's not a first-round pick from just three seasons ago, but where you have a veteran in the locker room and a rookie is added to that, they battle it out for the job, and then eventually the rookie overtakes the vet. That happens frequently in the NFL. Really what happens infrequently is you have a 
a bona fide starter. And I, I believe that's what Justin Fields is. Jo- Justin Fields is a bona fide starting quarterback in the NFL who's made a bunch of plays over the last couple of seasons that a number of teams would be excited to add and some teams would be willing to trade for him for him to be their definitive starter. I, I think he has shown enough for that to be the case. But because of how boisterous, how, how vocal his teammates have been in support of him, and then the, the scene at Soldier Field with the fans chanting his name in that final home game, as great as that is for Justin Fields, in, in a way, I think, enhanced the possibility of him returning, I think it diminishes the, the possibility of having both Justin Fields, who has now become you know, this figure of, of support in the locker room and in a very vocal number of Bears fans, if you add a rookie first-round pick into that and combine those two forces, I do think it, it enhances the plausibility that, that you just, you're putting the rookie in a bad spot in that case because Justin Fields is not some veteran who's long in the tooth. He's not someone who, you know, has already gotten, you know, that second contract, gotten that bag, and, you know, who you can say, all right, well, at least he's taken care of if you decide to move on. But the franchise has obviously gone beyond him or someone who, you know, you can definitively say we've seen the ceiling of this guy. So I think the emotions that are tied into Justin Fields would complicate the idea of bringing a rookie and adding a rookie into the locker room, into the QB meeting room with Justin Fields. I think it's a lot less likely, especially on what's still. It's not as young and impressionable a roster now as it was a year ago or as it was two years ago when Ryan Poles first took this thing over. But you're still in the process of trying to build towards greatness. You're definitely not there yet as it relates to greatness. So I think that would be a, that'd be a dynamic in the QB room that I, I would imagine Ryan Poles will likely avoid. But he didn't get all the way to, to actually saying that when he addressed the media yesterday. So we'll get into a bunch of that sound later on in the show. But got some great guests that I mentioned, Tyler Butabaugh, booked for you, for us tonight. We're going to take a time out. We'll talk to Trey Wingo in a few minutes. We'll have Hub Arkish with me later on in the show. Also, uh, Lance Brodzowski to talk some baseball with us later on as well. And we'll see because uh, some big happenings with the Chicago Bulls as well. So we might even get a Lissaberger mini on the line later on in the show as well. So there's a lot of great guests, a lot for us to get into. We'll talk some Bears, we'll talk some Cubs, get maybe to some Bulls later on as well. All that coming up this evening. I've been Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back. Live with more Anthony Harris on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Yeah, so my brain has gone crazy all year just thinking about the just a million different scenarios. Um, and I'm sure that's that's one of them. Um, I'll just stay very wide open with uh, the different paths that we can go. And as we collect information, if that close, you know, closes some of those um, those pathways down, then we'll do that and move to the other ones. But I'm going to be wide open about this. Ryan Poles, Bears general manager, yesterday during the media availability. He, Matt Eberflus, Kevin Warren, pretty much spent multiple hours fielding questions from the assembled media. Bears chairman, George McCaskey, he did not address the media, but he was there in support of the current brain trust for the Bears. So we'll get into a lot of that additional sound later on in my time with you. This evening, I'm Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Let's go out to the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois, where Trey Wingo is going to spend a few minutes with me here. He's the host of the Chasing It Show with Chase Daniel on the 33rd team. You can find him on Twitter at Wingo's. Trey, what's happening, man? How are you doing this evening? Good, Anthony. How are you, pal? I'm outstanding. Uh, before I get into some Bears specifics and some NFL draft stuff, um, but, the, the news of all the legendary coaches at multiple levels of the sport that, that you know, left their current positions in the last 48 hours here is pretty striking. So between Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, I mean, I, I can't think of another time, at least in recent decades, where monumental figures in the football space all within such a short span for various reasons, step away from the current position that they're in. Did you have a bit of a, a whipsaw effect in just all of them no longer being where they were? Well, it's just an amazing amount of just unbelievable talent that is just at the moment no longer in the pool. You know, the weird thing about Pete Anthony was he said on Monday, "Yeah, I feel good, man. I'm ready to roll. I'm, I'm excited." You know, about so that tells me it clearly wasn't his decision. In Seattle, that's, that tells me that somebody else is like, hey, I think it's time we need to go in a different direction. Um, so that one, I think, was probably the most stunning. Everyone thought the Belichick thing was probably going to happen that way with the way the season played out for uh, for, for everybody in New England. Uh, and then the Nick Saban thing came out of nowhere. You know, that was that to me was the really big the big shock when nobody really had a uh, an idea that that one was coming. But it's stunning. It's two seventy two year olds and one seventy one year old. You know. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of experience walking out the door. And the the level of remarkable success that they've all had is, is you know, obviously 
you know, nearly unparalleled aside from the three of them basically and Pete Carroll at both ends of the sport being able to win championships. It's, it's a bit stunning to me that guys into their 70s still seem as vibrant as all of them do. I don't know, maybe stunning isn't the right word, but certainly striking that, that all of them still seem vibrant enough to maybe continue on. But it seems at the moment that Nick Saban is the only one who's used the word retired that's definitively done here. Do you think both Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick will be coaching in the NFL again? I think Pete, excuse me, I think Bill will for sure. Um, the Pete thing is interesting because they've offered him, you know, an advisor role with the team and he might want to do TV. I don't know. Uh, Bill has nothing else to do. <laughs> Just be clear. He's a lifer in every sense of the word. So for him, not at all surprising that he'll go on it somewhere else. And he's said before he wants to break down Shula's record and for a couple of reasons. One is that Don didn't have the nicest things to say about Bill during the whole Spygate thing. So he's like, really? I'm <laughs> using, using that as motivation. But I, what else is Bill going to do? You know, like this, this is who he is. He's, like, he's, he's the biggest lifer of all time. So for me, I would be shocked if Bill isn't coaching in the NFL somewhere next season. What type of – to simplify the question, what type of coaching prospect is 71-year-old, soon-to-be 72-year-old Bill Belichick, especially if he is looking for some degree of personnel control at this point in his, in his coaching lifespan? That's a great question. You know, and I think it's a fair one because for all the things that he's done well and they are incredible – Let's just be honest about it. Ever since Tom Brady left, it hasn't looked great. Yeah. You know, uh, the defense has been good because that's always been Bill's mo. But uh, the offense has been kind of putrid, and he's tried a million different ways. So, I think it's a completely fair question to ask what you're getting. You better go somewhere. In my opinion, you better go somewhere where you have a quarterback, because uh, obviously that was a huge problem in New England the last four years, whether it was Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, or anybody else. And that, that's why the Chargers, to me, make a lot of sense for Bill. Because it, because obviously they have defensive talent, and they also have a quarterback. And to me, that's, if you have a quarterback, that makes the job a hell Now, Bill knowingly wanting to continue coaching, and, and with Pete Carroll's case, the supposition is that maybe he does. Which one do you think? I mean, do you think Pete Carroll will – will enter that space pretty quickly as well, or is that still kind of unknown how aggressive Pete might be in pursuing another job? Yeah, you know, Pete, I mean, like, it, it, was, it was kind of an amazing year for Pete with the energy he showed yeah. and, and the way he sort of led, the, led this, this team. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to still coach, but, you know, at some point it, it, it felt very final, that press conference, how emotional that was for him on some levels, you know, and the people he was thanking, especially his family and all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, like Pete could do a million different things, but if, you know, if he's, if he's, it's, it's interesting, right? The last three coaches in New England have been Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick. I mean, that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good coaching run uh, for one franchise. So uh, the, the Pete Carroll thing, I think, is fascinating because he could also go back to college and kill it there, absolutely kill it. Now, having Belichick in the mix as a potential head coaching free agent in the NFL. The Pete Carroll possibility, I suppose. But then Mike Vrabel is, of course, out there. And also now Jim Harbaugh has won a national championship with the Michigan Wolverines. So it feels like 
mission accomplished there. And even before he had accomplished that mission, he was reportedly pursuing NFL jobs and interviewing with franchises. So the, the assumption is that Jim Harbaugh is maybe more likely than not going to end up in the NFL somewhere next season also. Where do you view Harbaugh in this conversation of the, you know, a fairly deep crop of available potential head coaches in this NFL cycle right now? Yeah, it's incredible, right? Like, we have literally a quarter of the teams in the NFL, eight of them, looking for a new head coach in 2024-25. And the options are pretty strong. Uh, you know, obviously, Jim had, had a lot of success in that run in San Francisco when they got to the Super Bowl and lost to his brother John and the Ravens in Super Bowl 47. But, you know, I, I know he wants to get back in the NFL. And I know someone's going to make a big, a big splash hire for him. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced in any way, shape, or form that it's going to be a slam dunk for Jim back in the NFL. I, I think he's, he has the sauce perfectly figured out for the college game. And, uh, you know, I, I can tell you that a couple of the guys, when he was at his end of the 49ers, they were kind of like, ah, can't, we've heard this. He's out more a little bit. So I, I don't know how that's going to play out uh, the next time around in the NFL. But I'm, someone's going to give him a shot, I guarantee you that. Uh, what do you make with Jim Harbaugh of the fact that the last two cycles, whether it was Minnesota, Denver, that there were overtures maybe more so from the Harbaugh side and then the offer apparently never came from other NFL teams, how differently is he viewed this season with a, a college national championship than he was the last couple of times when he seemingly wanted to go back to the league? Well, I, listen, he, he's, he's gonna, he brings name recognition. He brings a track record of success. And like we said, he did take a team to a Super Bowl. So he's going to bring a lot. Um, but it is, I, I don't know, I, I'm just, I'm not 100% sure that's the best fit for him. Um, but he's going to do what he wants to do. I can promise you that much. That, that much we can, we can say with great certainty. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, continuing my conversation with Trey Wingo here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, host of the Chase Net Show with Chase Daniel on the 33rd team. And you can find him on social at Wingo's um, with the Bears. We, we had the, the press conference. Ryan Poles addressed the media. Kevin Warren addressed the media. It was announced yesterday that they retained Matt Eberflus. We don't know for sure which direction they're going to go with Justin Fields and the number one overall pick. But moving on from Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, did you anticipate that, that Eberflus would end up being detained after the, the season that was there that showed improvement, but there was a good amount of dysfunction throughout as well? Well, I mean, they got rid of everybody but Eberflus, right? I mean, it's literally <laughs> last man standing situation. So, yeah, look, I, to me, if you keep Eberflus, that to me would be an indication that you're still working with Justin Fields, right? I mean, to me, those things seem to make sense. Uh, and then you're going to take a look at what you can get uh, from from that bevy of uh, draft capital that you have going forward. But if, if, if Eberflus is still there, I think that's an indication that we want to keep working and building around Justin Fields. That's just my read of it. And I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. My, what I'm wondering about here, because there are franchises around the league, Trey, that, you know, Green Bay is, is one circumstance where you had 30 years, essentially, of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And now, we'll see well, where, where things go with Jordan Love. But even beyond that, like Dallas is kind of always in the mix from over the last few decades, multiple, various head coaches and quarterbacks. Jerry's always kind of got something cooking in Dallas. San Francisco, so many quarterbacks over the last few decades, a number of head coaches. San Francisco, always in the mix. Pittsburgh, 
always in the mix. And, yes, there's some coaching stability there. But it seems Baltimore, similar conversation there. There's a few franchises in the league that are just kind of always around the playoffs, in the playoffs, chasing a Super Bowl for decades now, regardless of coach and QB. So uh, is, is there a sauce, like a secret sauce, that some of these organizations have figured out that others just haven't? It just kind of comes down to you got to get the right guy at QB? Well, I think that's a big part of it. By the way, I, I just since you mentioned the Steelers and the coaching consistency, it's one of my favorite things of all time. Since 1969, since 1969, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three head coaches. Hmm. Uh, we've had six. We've had six popes over that same time. <laughs> <laughs> six popes, three Steelers head coaches since 1969. It's, it's freaking ridiculous, you know. And, and once again, Tomlin, not a losing season, and they're in the, in the playoffs. We'll see what happens uh, with Watt and the MCL. Obviously, that's a huge deal. It's all about the quarterback. It really is all about the quarterback. You've you got to have that guy. And you look at San Francisco, uh, they stumbled into Brock Purdy. Like if, if, they, if they thought they knew what Brock Purdy was, then they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have put Trey Lance out there. You know what I mean? When he started that game against Chicago last year. So it, they sort of fell into that one, and it worked out really well. Uh, much in the same way the Patriots kind of fell into Tom Brady. I mean, like, you know, there's a reason they, they passed him over five or six times. Uh, because they didn't think he was going to be what he was. So, um, it, to me, it's such a quarterback-driven league now. I mean, you, you look at all the all the teams that are in the playoffs, they have proficiency at the quarterback position. You know, the days of, uh, with all due respect to my friend, the Trent Dilfers of the world, the Jeff Hostetlers, you know, those those days seem like ancient times right now. And this uh, this upcoming wildcard weekend in the National Football League, what intrigues you most about the games that are going to be coming up? Well, listen, Buffalo's playing as well as anybody, right? And, I, and, and they're the two seed, but we still had the Josh Allen experience in that win over Miami. Two inner zones, end zone interceptions or red zone interceptions, a fumble that didn't have to happen, and that play before the half where he threw it in the field so they, they didn't have a timeout, so they just cost themselves three points. Like, Buffalo to me is as good as anybody, but are they going to take care of themselves? The team that really interests me is the Rams. Like, the Rams are playing really, really well right now. And you have Detroit without their tight end, Laporta. That's a huge loss. Uh, and Stafford coming back to Detroit. Uh, I just I, – I think the Rams are a team that uh, nobody's really excited to see right now in the postseason. Yeah, I would certainly agree, man. And you, you mentioned the Rams and the, the possibility there of whether it's, you know, Matt Stafford taking out Detroit or Jared Goff taking out Matt Stafford and – and uh, and Sean McVay, uh, it, from a rivalry perspective, I think it's difficult to call that a rivalry necessarily. But any ill feelings that you think may end up playing into how that game, how hotly contested that one is? Well, I, I think actually it's not going to be ill will because I think Stafford was really happy to go, <laughs> and, uh, and obviously it worked out really well. It's going to be emotional, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think there's ill will. I think he's going to deal with a lot of emotions. So. Uh, I think that's more of the story than ill will between those between that player and that franchise. And before I let you run, Trey, the, an NFL playoff game being on a streaming platform, so yeah. whether it's you know NBC's influence or Roger Goodell's influence, I'm not sure what to make of it exactly, but it is something I suppose historic. Do you think this will be? It's hard to think it's a one-off situation here. So how much more frequently might this become? A lot. I mean, let, let's just be honest about it. The Amazon numbers were through the roof this year with the with the ability to change the schedule. And the NFL wants to make sure everybody's in the pool bidding when they have the next when they have the next uh, uh, go round for television rights. And they want Apple, they want Netflix, they want everybody in the pool. Okay, they want Hulu. So they want these things to do well on the streaming because that's the way everything's going. 
And the one thing the NFL does better than anybody is they find a way to make money, billions and billions of dollars, and they know that money, and all of that money is basically in streaming right now. Maybe at some point they'll just put the, the face of the current NFL commissioner on some currency. I think that's probably the next bastion for the NFL. Do that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like they're in Zamunda or something like that. Outstanding stuff, Trey. Really appreciate you taking the time, man. You got it, man. Be well. All right, that is Trey Wingo of the 33rd team. You can find him on Twitter at Wingo's. I do want to get into some of that press conference sounds. We'll do that after a timeout. We'll hear a, a few clips from Ryan Poles, and I'll kind of react along the way. Just that, you know, some of the things that I kind of read into the way Ryan Poles was describing some of the things yesterday. I have uh, my guy Tyler Butterball play some of that for us, and I, I react along the way. And I'm curious what you think as well. We'll open up the phone lines later on in the show, but we will hear from the general manager of the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles. We'll do that next here on the Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back live with more Anthony Harris on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. So obviously in a situation the Bears are in, there is excitement, there should be excitement, while at the same time, there's very reasonable questions about why they are the way that they are. Why they are where they are in the space of the National Football League right now where you're hoping that the Chicago Bears can achieve a level of of consistency, consistency of performance, ascension of players. And I think that the development of the current roster, the the way that certain Bears players have improved over the last couple of seasons, that's apparent. I think it's on on each side of the ball. It's it's certainly fair to say, I I mentioned this a little bit yesterday when I was on with uh, uh, Lawrence, Dan, and Layla, just some of the defensive players, especially the youth, on the roster showing improvement, like Kyler Gordon, the way he improved from his rookie year to his second season. Even throughout his rookie season, that improvement is, is very apparent. Watching the way that some of the young defensive linemen improve throughout the season, that shows growth, that shows development. Javon Dexter, better player later in the season than he was early. Just like Zach Pickens, better player later in the season than he was early. Jaquan Brisker, certainly a playmaker. You know, I'm hoping for continued development with Brisker just in some of the broader coverage aspects of the safety position in the NFL. But certainly good to see the development of some of the key young defensive players that are there. Certainly some I would have hoped for more development from, like Dominique Robinson as well. So it's not across the board. They haven't all developed at this exponential clip or anything like that. Noah Sewell didn't get many opportunities to be a part of the Bears' real defensive rotation. But he's a talented young linebacker, and we'll see where that ends up going. But I think there's certainly evidence of improvement, of development 
on the defensive side of the football and certainly up front on offense. You know, Tevin Jenkins, there were games where he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I would have liked to have seen more. And he even took to social media and admitted he picked the wrong time to have his worst game of the season in closing, closing things out in Green Bay. But Jenkins, better season over season. Darnell Wright, very impressive rookie season that he improved throughout as well. And certainly a great find in Braxton Jones in the fifth round of the draft, who was better in year two than he was in year one. So there's a number of examples of development there. I think Justin Fields qualifies as a development example also. Darnell Mooney, unfortunately, I would say, does not with what we've seen here, uh, especially this past season, which is unfortunate. We'll see, man. I mean, you know, it's not like somebody's going to swoop in with some sort of a huge contract offer for Darnell Mooney. And they've been very impressed with him and have admitted so very publicly. So, I, you know, I'm still hopeful that, that there's a future for Darnell Mooney with the Bears because there certainly will be one in the National Football League. We'll just see how that part plays out. But I think development matters, and it's impressive, and it seemingly is a part of, of the – and Ryan Poles admitted as much – that it's a part of why Matt Eberflus is continuing as Bears head coach, especially because the development of the roster ended up leading to some wins down the stretch there – I believe it was a 5-3 and three record over the last eight games. As he addressed the media, and they had a chance to ask him some questions yesterday. Of course, the NFL draft, a big part of the curiosity that Bears fans, that Bears media have. And one of the things that Ryan, Ryan Poles was asked was specifically on whether or not uh, he's considering multiple quarterbacks in this upcoming NFL draft. To clarify, when you were talking about the quarterbacks earlier and you said with all four guys, are you referring to the four quarterbacks you're expecting to be first-round guys at first-round grades? That's it. You said four guys. Do you be referring to anybody in specific with that? No. I didn't think I said four. I did. Is that related to people, like guys who have first-round grades or in your mind? No, there's more than that right now, but I said that I misspoke so I that was Courtney Cronin. I thought it was a good clarification that, that Courtney was trying to get in that moment because earlier in the press conference where Ryan Poles was talking about the, the potential for hiring an offensive coordinator and him and Matt Eberflus working closely together in doing so, that he kind of used the example of four different types of quarterbacks and hoping that the OC would be able to and how it could make it, you know, make it a more dynamic interview process to see – these offensive coordinator candidates, how they would call plays for Justin Fields, how they would call plays for the styles of QB that may be available to the Bears. And so he did specify in the way he phrased it initially four different types of QBs. While, you know, it it sounded to me like Courtney was going for a clarification there just on, all right, so when you say four quarterbacks, and Ryan did specifically say four types of QBs, then do you have specific guys in mind then? Does that relate to your current evaluation of the draft. And so that's what that, you know, that follow-up there was trying to sort of elicit from Ryan Pohl since he did mention a specific number in, in phrasing the types of QBs. And I was in, in response earlier to a question about the interview process with offensive coordinators for how would the Bears go about that? How would he and Matt Eberflus evaluate this OC? Because right now it's unknown whether or not they're sticking with Justin Fields or if they are going to go with one of these QBs who will be available in this upcoming draft. And that was actually something that, that was addressed as well, where he talked about he and Matt Eberflus working in the process, working in tandem together to choose the next offensive and defensive coordinators that will be hired. 
we're going to work really closely. Um, you know, I think when you first jump into this, uh, it's the speed is really it's up to speed, and, and there's a lot of coaches on flights all over the place. So, uh, and I was just we were both getting in the door. So, you know, I think we'll work hand in hand on this and, and have some really good conversations um, so that we we make the best hire possible. So some of the things that Ryan Poles was asked about, we're going to keep some sound going here at the top of the hour because I know a lot of you, especially you're working during the day yesterday, didn't have the opportunity to hear much of this, but especially some things I'll react to as I was referencing earlier in this hour how much I believe the intangible of Justin Fields will make the evaluation of the next quarterback. And Ryan Poles even referenced this, the person, how important it is to evaluate the person, and, and in my experience, that is, that is a huge deal when you're talking about picking someone at the top of the NFL draft, especially when you're drafting a quarterback in this city of Chicago and what that means, what that represents, and what they will essentially be put through, then the evaluation of the person is key in that and why I don't believe that the door is completely closed on Justin Fields. Well, I do think the most likely end is that they move on from Justin Fields. I do believe that Ryan Poles is being honest in how the evaluation of the person will factor into that. That was something he addressed. There's a lot more sound we'll get to from Ryan Poles, and I'll give you my interpretation of a number of these things. We continue breaking down the Bears press conference. We'll have more football talk on the way here. Hub Arkish will join me in just a few short minutes as we close out hour number one. A couple more hours to go here. I'm Anthony Heron. Breaking down the Bears presser on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.